Hey guys, welcome back to Can You Tell Me A Story podcast. I'm Gladys, and in this podcast, I have unscripted conversations with complete strangers. It's very laid back and organic, and it's always a fun time. Before we go into the episode, I just wanted to say happy 2021. We did it. We made it. Thank God. Goodbye 2020. Leave all the bad shit behind. And uh, let's move forward. Also, I wanted to let you guys know that I've started a daily segment called the Introspective Series where I share many 5-10 to minutes episodes that include ideas and thoughts about I don't know, life uh, that I think you and future me would enjoy. It'll mean a lot to me if you could check them out. Also, I'm on Instagram at Can You Tell Me A Story Podcast. Come chat with me there. Uh, Send me a DM, send me a comment. I reply to everything and I would love to connect with you guys. Alright, so in this episode, I chat with Lauren. Lauren is a fanboy, a femboy, F-E-M, boy, a feminine boy, uh, which is a concept I've never heard of until now. So he very kindly educated me on what it is, how he got into it, and his struggles with it, which includes getting people to accept him and navigating the treacherous journey of female fashion and honestly if you ask me i don't know which is worse (laughs) Uh, beyond that lauren is a wonderfully honest guy and you'll hear it as we explore our bad relationships you know honestly guys you really should thank us because we really put ourselves out there put our mistakes out there all in the spirit of passing on the wisdom you know convincing you guys, maybe don't make the same mistakes we did. (laughs) Uh, Lauren, I'm so grateful that I can call you my friend and it's so amazing to see you doing the things that you love. Get your drinks ready, get your blanket ready, get cozy. Uh, This one's a great episode. If you guys enjoyed it, please share it with one other person. It'll really, really help the podcast. All right, I think that's it. Happy 2021. Um, here's to a great year. Please enjoy. Bye-bye. Oh god. Oh hey, hey, I can hear you. Is it working? Okay, it works. Yes. I was like I was, I'm <laughs> fucking I'm fucking everything up. I'm so sorry about the birds. No, hang it's on. okay. Wait, hang on. Do you are you comfortable putting your video on? I'm not gonna put it online. I just feel it's a little weird to talk like <laughs> you don't have to have your video on if you don't want to, but if, if you want me to, then I can. I just have to go outside really quick and grab uh, one thing before I do. Oh, I mean, if if it's too big of a hassle, it's all good. We can just do audio. 
Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure ahead of time. My bad. No, no, no. It's totally fine. Like, uh, yeah. For what it's worth, you probably won't. I probably won't see it too much since I'm actually alt tabbing a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've like Why? seven other tabs open. Uh, I have. I just. I can't sit still and talk, so it's just like a really difficult thing for me. Um, so I usually just do a lot of things all at the same time. You'll probably notice, like, I'll probably say something about something else. I'll try my best, but, yeah, I don't know. It, like, no, it's all good. Like, are you a big multitasker? Not by choice, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know if you're, like, comfortable sharing, but, like... No, of uh, course. I'm comfortable talking about anything, so don't don't worry about that. I've, I've done this process, at least. I will say, like, the podcast thing isn't terribly new. I'm just mm. terribly awkward. That's the problem. Lauren, you don't even sound awkward <laughs> at this point. Like, well, you, you sound so laid back. And <laughs> well, it's because I'm high. <laughs> the, the way this happened is I just put something on Reddit <laughs> for the listeners. And, like, you, you were just like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised. First, I was kind of like, this could be, like, this could be me just getting my shit stolen or something. Like, <laughs> you know, but, like, my email hacked or something. I don't know. But... Uh, good, well, lucky <laughs> for you, I'm a terrible engineer. I don't even know how to code, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, there you go. No, I, I, uh, yeah, no, I just kind of went for it. Nah, it's really, I'm not doing anything else with my day today, too, so I figured why not. I understand. Yeah, well, thank you again for being here and showing up. No, thank you. Um, yeah, wait, so where are you right now? I currently am in Florida. Here, I'm going to shut him up okay. really quick i am in florida i just moved from texas about two weeks ago cool. two weeks now oh so. wait were you like born and raised in texas and then you moved to no so i i was born in virginia and then i moved to california just for like a short period i barely remember it and then mm -hmm. most of my life i spent in florida i moved to oklahoma two years ago then to texas and then here i am Oh, you're moving a lot around a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was a military brat when I grew up, but then as an adult, I got <laughs> job offers um, in different places, mm -hmm. various places. So I had to move around. Yeah, like I'm a, a, a bit about me. I'm from Singapore. Um, nice. I pretty much lived there my whole life till I'm uh, till I was 18, and then I came to New York. Um, here's where I am now for college, and then I just started working like. About a year, year and a half. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, actually, speaking of that, let me, uh, is it in here? I have currency from Singapore. It's funny you say that. I oh, do. Cool. Yeah. Have you been there before? Has your job like taken you there? Technically, my job should have. Um, I didn't because a lot of the work we did was in Africa. And so oh. I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to Nigeria. So... <laughs> I, uh, cause that's, that was one of our main, cause we did work with, uh, the United Banks of Africa and one of our main, uh, branches was in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how much you know about Nigeria and I don't even know a whole lot, but I will tell you this. It's probably, <laughs> that place is rough. Place sucks. So in that order to get to, yeah, in order to get to go all the other cool places, you got to also be chill with being like, I might just get stuck in Zanzibar or I might get stuck in Nigeria or something. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that just the whole process, I mean, whether it's like medical or just mm -hmm. visa or whatever, 
I feel the whole process is just very convoluted and yeah, a lot of hoops to jump to get there. Yeah, we we had a guy named Ike who was Nigerian as well. He was one of our business contacts over there. And the one thing about Nigeria is that if you were from Nigeria, everyone else in Africa pretty much assumes you're like a scammer or like something bad. So Ike, Ike would constantly get, if he tried to fly through Nigeria and somewhere else, or if he, um, you know, I think actually it was his passport that gave him the most issue because they could see he's from Nigeria and they would stop him and they, he'd have to pay bribes, like 500 something dollars just to get through some places, just depending on where it was. Yeah. Um, and then we had one guy, <laughs> we had one guy get arrested in the Ivory Coast for what? nothing, basically. Uh, they claimed he was trying to uh, defraud a company, but it was involved with a company he had, he wasn't working for anymore, for one. Two, they actually found the guys who did it, so they didn't even mm -hmm. let him out. So he had stayed there my entire time at that company. I actually don't know what happened to him after that, so good luck. <laughs> good luck, Michael. Is it like, <laughs> Michael, if you're listening to this, we hope yeah. you're all right. But I hope you're good, bud. Like, is it because <clears throat> maybe like, they wanted bribe to be bribed or something. Yeah, they they definitely want money <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. that's why I don't play that game because I had I had some people the company they were going to Japan and Singapore and the Philippines and all one trip. But yeah, you couldn't convince me to go to some of the countries in Africa just because I mean I'd probably get arrested. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about what's going on. You know, I'm very. I try to keep to myself and not talk to people and. When I'm, you know, so I'm like, I imagine I would stand out too much. Is this whole, <coughs> I'm so sorry. There's like no, something, okay. in my throat. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Hope it's not COVID. But anyway, <laughs> um, what was I going to, oh, is this whole like situation while you were in the military or? No, no, no. I wasn't in. I was a brat. So I was a dependent. I had I had family who was in the military, and so uh, if you are if you have a parent, for instance, in the military, it's considered a military brat. That's what they call them, Navy brats, oh. Army brats. So you're a dependent. So I just traveled a lot because of that. Um, my dad was in the Navy for like a long time until 9/11 happened. What's that like? Like growing up with parent with a dad that's in the military? Because the only impression I have is from movies and shows. It's never good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, I mean, I, he's, he follows the very traditional military dad. I mean, like what you would expect in terms of like uh, how he acts and carries himself. But the thing about like most military guys, I think that for anybody who's not acclimated to it, um, they're, they're usually really young and they're usually pretty rowdy. Um, until they're, unless they're older, like it depends on their rank, like, like officers and stuff are not going to act like jackasses, but you yeah. know, like the equivalence of like a private or E1 or whatever is going to, they're usually going to act out. But like, as far as living around it, I never grew up in base housing. So I grew up off base, mm -hmm. um, which I think is pretty lucky. I hear the housing situations on the base are pretty bland and generic. I don't want to say bad, but like, they're just they're nothing to get excited over. And um, mm -hmm. it really didn't change too many things. I mean, I moved around a lot. I had different schools, but I never had trouble making friends in schools or anything. So like, I didn't have that problem. Because you move around a lot. So I imagine that would, you know, have an impact on having like a tight social circle. 
I got lucky in that I started school at least in Florida. So like everybody was still close enough for me to keep in contact with them. But I mean, I'm now that I'm like almost like 30, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I hate it here. I'm like over it. Um, I'm ready to go back to Texas, but I'm going to wait till this whole COVID thing kind of settles out enough for me to do that. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it really wasn't that bad. Actually, the only thing I really miss is there was a, um, on base, they have a commissary, like every base I think has one, but they have a commissary and they have an RX and, and it's basically just one big store where you can go and buy stuff and there's no tax. It's pretty nice oh, just nice. because of the military. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I miss that. A lot of perks. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like a background, I guess, for the listeners. So mm-hmm. you told me a bunch of kind of bullet points about <laughs> <Yeah>. your- <laughs> Which was very kind of you because usually the people that I speak to, I know absolutely nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, you got to educate me on what is a fanboy? Yeah, so that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, been, that's been something. Uh, first of all, like what is it? And uh, I imagine it's something that might be set, like a sensitive topic to some people. Yeah, so it depends. Yeah. I apologize <laughs> if I step on some toes, but I will learn if there's any um, no, specific terms that, you know. It, it really shouldn't be as sensitive as it is, which is the, the part that really disappoints me because, like, there's this weird – so, first off, there's this weird, like, connotation that if you're a femboy, it must be, like, you're either, you're either gay or, like, you're gay. That's actually really the big one is <laughs> just, like, you have to be gay. Or you might be trans. Like, that's the two that come up. Um, which is kind of frustrating because if you're, if you're just like a, a guy who's just like, I feel just like a straight dude, but you mm-hmm. just happen to be a femboy, which is just an effeminate male, someone who can appear as a female or regularly okay. does. Kind of like, um, being androgynous, is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if it's that just include essentially purposely looking like a female at, at that okay. point. Um, but it's. Yeah, it, it's like for me, it's it's really just a confidence thing for myself. That's just really, mm-hmm. it's just a way I appear, and I was like, ah, I just look good. Like I don't know what else to say, you know. I just look good, and it's just for me. It's not for anybody else. But unfortunately, it's still such a taboo enough thing where it's like, yeah, either you're expected to be gay or trans, and it's made it makes a lot of things in life uh, unnecessarily difficult. Like dating mm-hmm. is, it's not that it's non-existent. It's just that your dating pool gets really niche. Like it gets really yeah. small and for no reason. And um, you kind of have to pick and choose who you tell. Cause some people, especially for me living in like a very conservative area and regardless mm-hmm. of like, regardless of my political affiliations, it's right. simply a thing that there are going to be people that are just like, they're not cool with it. They don't want to be around and that's fine. I'm not going to force them, but um, I know, I, I, <laughs> I know my limits and who I can trust and who I can't with that sort of thing. But um, it is something that as I got older, it's just like when I was younger, I used to have more of a tendency to just really hide it and even attempt to just be like, nah, this ain't me. But I mean, if you just feel better about yourself looking and appearing a certain way, like it's just always going to be that way. There's no real way of getting out of that. So uh, as I get older, at least I'm trying to be more accepting of myself because I've had, I've had some like, especially, going back on the dating thing, I mean, I got dumped for that kind of thing. So it's, 
it's definitely impactful enough where I try not to make it a part of my personality, but I try to make sure that the people that I'm going to involve are just aware so I don't have to go through the whole process of telling them maybe a year or two or three down the road getting to know them and then mm -hmm. go through that awkward like <laughs> conversation of like, right, yeah. are you chill with this? Like, I don't know. It's really it, weird. It, it kind of like, like just from hearing your experience with it, it's almost or even equivalent to coming out, basically. It can, um, it can feel that way for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you might get some of the same reactions. I know a lot of people don't want to equate those two things because I, I would definitely say that it's like, being an effeminate male is not the same sort of oppression or struggle maybe that somebody mm -hmm. who had to deal with some sort of uh, homophobia might've dealt with, but yeah. you're presented with a very similar challenge at first in terms of how to get somebody to accept you because sometimes they just won't. And that's, you know, there's nothing you can really do about that. So you identify yourself as a fanboy. It's just, I'm struggling to understand why people have an issue with it is it just because like you don't fit into what a stereotypical male should look like yeah i think i think there's a mix of a few factors some people expect you to fit into a more traditional role that they can more readily understand they don't have to gain an understanding of yeah. Yeah. you know how a traditional masculine or feminine role would work for a male or a female right so like i think right. that part i think another part is um just some people have like this i think the misconception that you might be like gay or trans or something and then you just being like no i'm a guy or no mm -hmm. i'm straight like that is so hard for some people that part i really can't explain away other than like just some people just don't want to accept it or don't want to be around anything that's too weird to them like mm -hmm. i know some people who are just they can't leave their comfort zone and anything yeah you know regardless of how it affects them like it just they can't be around it and i'm just like you know it is what it is whatever you know it, it also sucks because when i was younger i used to come from a like i used to be a super conservative person like when i was really younger like yeah. probably like 13 to about 20 like that and, whole and when you say like super conservative what what does that like specifically mean bro i like i could never have i could have never um like uh wrapped my head around the idea of a femboy for starters when i was younger no it wouldn't have happened um i was super pro like uh i was like or super anti like weed and you know and and uh very pro life and all this crap like all kinds of stuff right but you know at yeah. that time when i was younger it took some of those views faded away quicker than others based on my age and how old I grew up to kind of come to understand my own and like where I really truly stand. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my views have changed since then. <laughs> now I'm just like yeah. this insanely, just insanely. I don't know if that's even the right like adjective, but I'm just, I'm just a pothead, man. Like it's, it's really bad, but it's, <laughs> but I, you know, I see the value in the medicinal. Um, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, like the effects of it. I think, yeah. well, not to say like I, but I don't want to, you know, uh, what's it like ad advocate like for people to get into it just because. Mm -hmm. But I do see the benefits of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Fine. When were you um, introduced to the idea of it? That's like what I'm really curious about. 
it, it was a weird thing because I think a part of it, first off, was <laughs> probably anime. I hate to say it like that, but like I was a big anime fan for since I was like 12. And that's Let a trope. Let me guess, you weren't the cosplaying? I, no, that was wait till way later. That was later. Oh. Earlier, I just was like one of the, I was that little weeb who run around the hallways, my arms, behind, like I was almost that bad. I really actually wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. But I was close and uh, I was super into like anime at the time. And that's a trope that still kind of exists in even today. So I think that may have been it. But I mean, the reality was, as I, as I started going through my early like teen years, I started to just, uh, you know, honestly, like I don't really have a very good solid answer other than like, I just found myself some clothes and was like, ah, oh, this looks pretty good. And I already had, this is the thing. I was in really good shape. I've been a soccer player for since I was like six um so like I have I'm in good shape yeah Yeah. so so I can I can rock it now I wish I can see your face okay anyway here if this if this makes you feel well does this have like a oh this doesn't there's no like oh there is all right I see it never mind hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that but um, well I guess I mean are you still as fit as you were before I feel like because of quarantine like people have been just letting go (laughs) I am an actually surprisingly I am in a I'm in a better weight than I was back then I'm probably not as in as good of shape um but I am I when I was playing soccer my playing weight was at my highest 220 I was a center forward and um I still was pushing like 200 to 220 um, but as I quit and I went into cycling, I went down to 180 to 195. Mm-hmm. Then I hovered. And then I, I, yeah, then when I hit about 17 is when I started being like, I can just eat what I want. And then, yeah, I went back up to 220. And then more recently, mm-hmm. I'm now actually getting close to 160. So that's like my target weight. Um, and that's okay. like, yeah, that's, and with quarantine being what it was, especially what it was in Texas, I didn't really go out and run. I just ate better. I was like, I'm gonna stop drinking soda as much. And actually like diet diet, people always say diet's like 80 percent of the game right yeah it's it it helps a ton but it takes a long time so like Mm -hmm. people i think have to understand um for me going from 220 to one like what am i at right now 168 i think i was last time i weighed yeah 168 Mm -hmm. uh that took two years so <laughs> like Whoa. it takes a while if you just clean eat like it does take a right. while it's different for other people of course but mm-hmm. yeah just like run a mile that'll that'll cut that time in half like for sure it'll it'll cut that time in half tell me if you think the same way like people have the impression that if you want to lose weight it's got to be painful there's there's a mix of two camps like that where people are just mm-hmm. like it has to be this insane like i just got to i got a p90x it versus exactly. <laughs> but then you have yeah. other people who are just like i'm gonna try this new diet this new fad diet i'm like bro it's it's really right. not that complicated it's just you know eat yeah. an apple and run a mile it's you, really you not- just refuse to believe that it's simple and so because we want like results we want to see the physical change quickly so yeah. we put ourselves through hell and then it's just like <laughs> that's <laughs> like, the crazy it's not, thing it's not sustainable i, yeah. I never noticed my weight loss this entire mm-hmm. past two years, I had I thought I was the same or about the same weight as what I had yeah. was at the beginning, and it wasn't until I had started regularly stepping on the scale, and even then, I really didn't think I looked that different. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I saw my family for the first time in two or about a year actually that they were just like, 
you're really fucking skinny. Like, yeah. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. Which, oh, by the way, let me see if this link will work. Here, I'll send you okay. that. That should show you. You can see exactly what I look like. I, um, and that's Why not my are you on Discord? Oh, you, you said you're a gamer, right? Yeah, I use Discord for, like, everything. This is actually, I use this more than my own phone to be honest. Whoa, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm not a phone person. I, I have a nice phone. Like, I like my phone, and I use it when I need to, but mm-hmm. I will I will happily neglect it because it's it's just a lot of effort, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I, uh, okay, so I'm seeing the picture. I like the outfit. I could never pull off the leggings, so I admire <laughs> people who can, which you can. Um, but yeah, okay, fine. I, I think I understand why yeah. people, like, like, it doesn't fit into someone's, I guess, you know, what we're used to. Yeah, it is, it's, it's not, for what it's worth, it's not like, uh, I don't go out like that every day or anything. So <laughs> that's just like, why I'm not? feeling myself today. I think you look good. Well, oh, I regular me is like super lazy. Like, okay. I'm just like, yeah, I got this really baggy sweater. Like, that's just my, <laughs> that's everything. I I very much look like I'm going to Walmart every every day. I just Dude, I don't <laughs> yeah I don't go a lot of places and then think I'm gonna go do a thing. I'm just like I just want to go home. Like <laughs> so I okay. Like do you find that fashion is something that you can express yourself the the best? I mean, I like. I think there are people who understand fashion in both understanding their labels and understanding how to coordinate uh, outfits better than me. But I find the interest in it, like it's still something I can appreciate. Um, it's definitely an entire, it's entirely a look. And I guess it, it's one, it's good to say, or I guess it's a, appropriate to say that, yeah, it would be a good way to express myself is through fashion. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it really just if something looks dumb on me, I'm just not gonna wear it. So like uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess course. that's like the I mean, best way to say it is it's a good way to express myself. Where I worry about it every time. There's certain things I still don't wear that I'm just like, ah, like I can't wear full on crop tops yet. So I'm just like, bro, that sucks. I need a six pack, come on. I need a six that's never gonna happen. But <laughs> six I mean, pack, it's please. the same struggle for like girls or guys, mm-hmm. right? Like Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, I had to learn, um, let me tell you, the time I learned female sizing, that is still, like, that's still a mystery to me sometimes when it comes to, like, waist sizing and how, like, uh, was it called yeah. vanity sizing, I guess? Uh-huh. That's insane to me. <laughs> it's God. just so, it's, when you say insane, you mean, like, how inconsistent it is yeah it makes it makes no sense that Mm -hmm. for for starter and for anybody who doesn't know which i guess there'd be like a ton of guys who like who don't get it because for guys what we do is we just take a tape measure take it around the waist say up 35 inches like and that's it yeah they just it's just inches around it's super easy it's like tailor sizing but for girls it's like and now we got a zero and a two and an 11 and a like all these weird and then you get something, you'll get something size 11 from one store to another store. It's going to be completely different. There's no way it's going to fit the same. It's, yeah. it sucks. So like, imagine that, especially if, if nobody knows that, like if nobody even knows how to deal with that yet. And then mm-hmm. just imagine buying clothes online. It's the worst thing. Oh it sucks. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. So for an Asian in New York, mm-hmm. buying clothes is like the worst thing. <laughs> like, 
I'm I'm like pretty tiny. So I'm not like short, but I'm pretty mm. tiny. And for some reason, my proportions just don't fit American sizes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. and, and, yeah. So the way I shop, Lauren, is like I go into a shop and I'm like, give me your smallest <laughs> size. And if I can't wear that, forget I'm out of there. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. So sometimes I got to go to the kids section, but I just don't, you know, their designs are just not there for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that sucks. You have to find mm-hmm. like small – because, see, I um, my ex was a – four foot nine filipino girl so (laughs) yeah it was it was very it's it's probably harder for her (laughs) it was pretty interesting with with clothes um especially because we went to conventions and stuff so like buying clothes there is even more of a crapshoot because they can't really bring a lot of sizing and but yeah i I, i've i went through the reverse i bought some socks from japan and i Mm -hmm. didn't realize how japanese sizing worked at all or how different it was and so yeah yeah and let me tell you socks that were supposed to go all the way up to like over the knee that shit was like that shit was like four inches under my knee like it was insane (laughs) i was like okay that's cool i uh these were 30 dollars by the way but okay oh my god yeah (laughs) you are like committed like the fact that you ship stuff from japan yeah, I'm very picky about clothes. Mm. I just, I don't know. I like, uh, I won't, like, just for regular jeans, just like if I yeah. want jeans, I only buy, like, this one brand because they're the only ones that make the way, they don't. They only fit the way I like it. Like, if, they, if something doesn't fit right, if it fits off or it, even if it wears out enough to where it doesn't fit the same way, I'm just like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Like, I well, just. What brand is it? The pants are called Rude. Uh, yeah, Rude. Um, I used, yeah, I used to get, uh, London Express. I'm gonna go in this closet and find out. Why am I like not aware of these brands? Like, (laughs) well, these are, these are pretty, these are more common store-bought brands, which is fine if you don't know what they are. Cause Mm -hmm. yeah, I used to, cause originally like the London Express stuff, I got in the mall. I think I got it like Tilly's or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these are cool, but I like really form-fitting clothing. Like, it just feels comfortable to me. So I was like, I need skinny jeans. Oh, you, you mean like um, not baggy, right? Yeah, like if it's – I don't like super tight, but it definitely has to fall under form-fitting. Like anything anything mm-hmm. above that, then I'm like, yeah. If I get something baggy, it's usually really baggy because I like yeah. obscenely baggy stuff. Like I love like – like my sweater, for instance, that I usually like to wear is like a triple XL or something. Like, I don't need that size, but I like it because it looks like a dress on me. I'm like, it's just, and it's super comfy. Like, if I go to the movies, I can just curl up in it. Like, I don't care. You know? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, fuck or it. I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna, and I don't care if you like it or not, I'm gonna put you on my list of people to get fashion advice from. Because For sure. I am like 24, 24. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've been, um, I'm not into fashion if you can't tell I'm freaking I'm more of a shirt and shorts or pants kind of girl. Hey, that's okay. And like I need to get into I need to just up my fashion game because the I took a look at my wardrobe one day and I was like, <laughs> I'm wearing the same shit like for five or six years and it's just mm-hmm. not working out anymore and I need to get out of it. So um we we should arrange for that someday. Probably yeah, for sure. I'm down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with the shorts. You for like fashion, like what? 
what do people come to you for advice for? Uh, honestly, I think I've developed this uh, personality to make people not come ask me for advice. Not that I don't like people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to be the relationship advice guy uh, until, you know, until I started telling people what they didn't want to hear. But I mean, like, it's, I have this, so as far as like giving any advice, not even just fashion advice, but like in general, mm. I, I have a really bad habit of saying things that I don't mean to sound bad. Like, and it's not like a, a passive aggressive comment about someone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to say something mean to them or about them. Sometimes it'll be about something like really, uh, to give you an example, this isn't something I said before, but this is along the same line. Somebody was around a room of people um, at a, like a, uh, are you familiar with Alita, like Japanese Alita fashion? Lolita? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the big uh, ornate dresses and... Uh, if you show me a picture, I will know. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to Google it. So if okay. I do Lolita Japanese fashion? Yeah, you'll see some, you'll see some dresses and stuff unfortunately that term is also the same name as a book that, ha- exactly. that uh, yeah That's so what I was thinking. Oh, a lot yes, of yes. yeah I, i'm aware of this kind of fashion yeah yeah okay so involved in that in america there happens to be a group of people who are plus sized which is fine like that's the cool thing do what you want unfortunately yeah. one of the people who suffers from not the same well from the same problem as i do where we just say things and we don't realize that it's offensive to people or, or you know we don't mean anything by it uh she she said something she used the term fatty chan or something as like a joke about herself she was like i'm being a real fatty chan and nobody liked it in the room and like Ooh. for me at first i was like and i thought about it i was like oh yeah <laughs> i could see where that would be a problem <laughs> um i have better tendencies than her to like at least catch myself because i try my best to think but especially mm-hmm. with advice like Fuck, man. Sometimes I think I'm doing the best thing by telling people what they should hear, and it just yeah. it just doesn't. So I just, I tend to be very picky, I guess, about advice. Um, right. Even like, with time fashion advice, matters, like, I think. Yeah, I just I don't want to I don't want to tell someone, you know, oh, your fashion sucks or something on accident, mm. you know? Because I mean, the reality is, like, wear whatever you want, you know? Like, who cares? Honestly, yeah. what you wear is mostly for you, anyways. Like, it's really not for anybody else, but you know, um, as far as fashion advice, not really. Um, I actually went to other people who knew far more than me. Uh, and that's really where I kind of developed the habit of like, if I ever wanted to, for instance, like come up with like what I want to wear, like, uh, say, I say there's like a certain outfit I like or whatever. Like if I go, I'll go on like Pinterest or something and I'll just start Mm -hmm. looking up for outfits that are within that same style. And then when I find the ones that I like, I look at the individual articles of clothing and then I just go look for them or I find something similar. Um, cause I've so had that struggle. Spend hours on this. Yeah. Like, if I'm bored, especially like in bed, I'll just be like on the phone, just looking, looking at outfits. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. You know, if I'm not playing a video game. I'm probably doing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, w- I was actually going to ask you like, what do you spend most of your time on? But before we get into that, you don't seem like someone who has or even want to have the capacity to lie. Like, like you're just like an honest person, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to be, I try not to lie. I try to, I try to like, I think the best way I, I look at it is even if, 
okay, the best way to lie is to just not tell the whole truth. I think that's the best way to look at it. Like that's really the only way I think I would lie is if, if I just generalize what I'm trying to talk about. Sometimes that especially comes in help comes in handy when you have to break some bad news to somebody, but you really don't want to like, yeah. I mean, that's really where it, you know, but I mean everything else, especially if I'm just talking about myself, I'd rather be honest and then, you know, let people judge right away or ha- make their decisions right away. Cause I don't want to spend a lot of time leading somebody on with some preconceived notion of who I am or what I'm about. And then it just flips the table on them down the road. It always, it always ends in disaster. So I try my best, you know, to be, to be an honest person. I guess like this is something, well, it sounds like this was something that you had to consciously be aware of and like learn yeah. <laughs> um, or is it like you just since young you were always like that no you hit the nail on the okay. head 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it, it took many years and even then like it, you know i don't understand where you're your own worst critic somehow exists when people really don't like to be introspective on their own problems like when they're serious problems like, I know that sounds really dumb, but for people who, like, just for humans, like, for us to be like, I'm not cute, stop it. But also be like, what do you mean I have an anger issue? Like, it, it just, oh. it contradicts itself because I'm like, like, one of the biggest problems I had growing up was was just recognizing my own mistakes and then taking responsibility for them. You know, I like to, I'd like to always say that like, yeah, I always took responsibility, but the reality is if it was a big enough problem that I, I didn't want to change, I subconsciously tricked myself into believing that I just didn't have a problem. Like regardless, like, and, and here's the thing is like being someone, and if this gives you a better idea of where that comes from, I used to have a really bad drug problem when I was like 18. Um, what are we talking about here? Like hard drugs, like prescriptions, like anything okay. I could get my hands on. It was just like, fuck. I was, I look like an extra for like Pac-Man, just anything that looks like a pill. It's going down. Um, <laughs> Wait, is but like, how, how did you get into it? Is it like just peer pressure or something that got you into it? No, like it was a mix of like, severe unchecked depression and really unfortunate life circumstances that led me to be like well it started with just like hey this makes me sleepy and when i'm sleepy and or and or asleep i don't have to think about you know real adult problems so So you had something you wanted to escape from yeah and it turned in from like a daily every other day thing into like a uh five or six year thing so i was like well (laughs) and then eventually one day i was like uh, I had, uh, I went pretty hard on my usual, uh, Klonopin's my, my go-to. And, yeah. um, I got to a point where I was like, my heart hurts. Like my actual chest oh is in so much pain. Yeah. And I called the doctor and then I, I made the worst decision, maybe like possibly the worst decision. I was having a lot of chest pains to the point where I couldn't like, cause, cause the thing is it makes you really sleepy. And I'm not talking about like, Ooh, I've been out for all day. I'm talking like, if I sit down, my eyes will shut. Like I'm gone. Yeah. So, but the, but the thing is when you have that kind of pain, I mean, it's going to wake your ass up. So you're at this mix of like your body's trying to shut down, yeah. but, but it's also trying to keep you awake cause it hurts. And then I, they told me, they're like, you need to go in. I was like, cause I called like a, back then I had, um, 
one of these little 24 hour nurse hotline things that was covered specifically by my insurance. So I called them and I said, should I go? And they were like, why are you asking stupid questions? Like, (laughs) yes. And then I was like, it's 3am and I don't want to tell my family what I've been doing. So I'm gonna just stop doing this. And then ever since then, it like, I stopped and I don't think it was just like a 180, just one decision. And yeah, I mean, it it probably did come from a a bunch of different ways. Like I had people who were just, I had a couple of friends who really, they pointed out my problem, but they never really made an attempt to stop it. But it still bothered me that that was the impression they got was that, Oh, you're an addict. I'm like, well, what the fuck? And also now that I'm older, I'm like, Mm -hmm. y'all didn't do anything. Seriously. Yeah, but, I was going to say, like, do you blame them for not yeah, doing no. anything? I mean, it's still my own fault for getting involved yeah. in that. But it's like, also, if you're there for that long enough time to make that, you know, uh, assumption, I would I would assume that a good-hearted person would also say, you've got to stop. And, mm-hmm. you know, but regardless, after all of that, and then the, and the initial fear of God of like, oh, I might get, uh, I might die. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to stop. So um, it wasn't easy, but it, it happened. You know how like some mistakes, you just got to like go into the deep end for you to realize that. Oh, yeah. It's not the life that you want to lead. Oh, yeah. It's, um, well, I guess you really pushed yourself there. <laughs> it, was, it was not. Honestly, a- like I'm, I'm so thankful that you are alive now. Like I'm sure there were many times where that could have changed. Um, yeah I mean I think I did a good job of being fairly careful but in the end it's caused I think it's caused me more later term health issues that I'm dealing with now so you know I'm thankful yeah that I'm alive and (laughs) that I uh that I stopped that while I did but um okay did you like get help or did you just um handle this by yourself yeah I did for a while try separately to get help uh which actually at first I think exacerbated the problem was because uh when I had started going to doctors like at 19 they started trying to be like well it was mostly because I was going for anxiety and insomnia was like the big two Mm -hmm. ones that that popped up and um I they they put me through a bunch of things like Wellbutrin, Xanax, Ambien, all, all the basic you know generic shit and um nothing really worked uh and so I started to have my doubts over the years like two or three years of just being like, yeah, this, this doctor thing isn't working out. I yeah. tried non, um, like I tried doctors that would, that, that di- basically just didn't use medication and see how that kind of worked for me. Um, it turns out like, I'm just, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really just not good at dealing with doctors. Cause I go in with this like really bad, uh, okay. y- well, like I go in this bad, this bad idea that like I'm paying somebody to pretend they care about my problems for 30 minutes. And like, so maybe I'm being jaded and that's crappy of me, but it's not, you know, (laughs) but it's something like even now at my age, I'm like, well, I'm still willing to give it a shot if it helps. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. Like I, um, I think I went on too much of a tangent there, but yeah, like it feels like I mostly did it by myself. I'm sure that's not entirely the case. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like the only person that hasn't failed me is me. So I'm going to take credit. <laughs> so Please like, take credit. Like, you know. I've been fortunate enough to not 
be, I guess, like addicted to, you know, drugs or alcohol mm -hmm. or something. But like, I'd imagine that if like no one can help you if you don't, if you don't want to help yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. So please take all the, like full credit. For <laughs> yeah. It, it, making it's... that decision to get yourself out of it. I think that's the most important step. That's super true. Also, like you hit it on the head, hundred percent. If you don't want help, you're not you're not gonna get better. It doesn't even matter if you're getting help. Like I think that is part of the problem. Is like at first it wasn't necessarily that I didn't want help as much as I was just like these doctors are not going to help. And I think yeah, if you go into it with that mindset, yeah. it's just not gonna work. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I will say it's a mixed bag. Sure, it sucks because it did lead. It, it happened through a pretty tough time. But also, you know, you come out on the other end as like a better person that's learned a lot and had a lot of experiences. So, I mean, it makes you a smarter person. Um, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, in a way I regret it, but I don't regret that, uh, you know, I learned a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> Double-edged sword. I don't really know. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, <laughs> like if you didn't, I, I always think like if we didn't go through the, the shit that we did in the past we would go through some other kind of shit. So, you know, oh, yeah. at least we've been through it and uh, came out better on the other yeah. side. One quick thing too, is I don't want anybody to ever get this impression of like, this person's had it worse than me or like this person's been through more and I feel more sorry for them. Like I've always told people, I'm like, and this is a really common thing. I think you'll end up hearing people use regardless. It's not like I invented this shit, but perception is reality when it comes to having any, well in general, but specifically when having problems, like, it the thing that might like something small compared to like somebody who's had a lot more what you, what someone would say bigger problems i could mm -hmm. go through a completely quote unquote smaller problem and it would still impact me the same amount of pain that that person could experience like we all it all impacts us hard regardless of what it is so like i just don't want people to think that like oh this guy had it worse than me and I especially don't want someone to pity me. Obviously, that would, frankly, you know, that would annoy me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The thing with pity is that it's kind of, I don't know if it's a pretense, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's different from empathy, obviously. But, like, pity has that connotation of, like, you're worse than me. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, with empathy, it's more like uh, you're caring about a friend, but with pity, it's like you're looking at me like a homeless person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like you so see fucked. them on the same level. Yeah, it's so fucked. I totally agree Agree with you that, like, perception is reality. Like, one of my friends, she, she told me something really smart, which is, like, we're all on our own timeline, and you can't really... It's really not, like, on a relative basis like you can't really compare one struggle to another yeah yeah um, because we all interpret things differently you know yeah and, the things that'll bother us you know yeah and it, like one thing i learned like i'm 25 and i realized that how painful something is is proportionate to like our imagination so something really small to one person we can blow it up so big in our heads yeah. um, that it manifests in like a physical pain you know that kind of thing and so yeah. people don't won't really i guess like understand it uh fully yeah yeah so, i mean it's the difference between 
you know, if I get in a fender bender and I have a pissed off day versus like, there was a bombing in my city. Like there's, you know, two different things, but it's like, it sucks to say this, but like, imagine if the worst thing that ever happened in my life is that car accident, that shit is going to feel like Mm -hmm. the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. So it's, yeah, it just depends. People, you know, people are different. That's just how it goes. Yeah. What were you like running away from that pushed you down that path? Oh, so at first it was, I mean, okay. So when I was younger, I mean, I've had a lot of really, I would say odd interactions with my family growing up that are still in the process, I think of being hashed out. Um, and I, and that caused a lot of just stress on me as an, as a developing individual, you know, I'm still, underage or going into my young adulthood it's very difficult to fathom a lot of the things that were going on uh as well as facing because i mean that 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 part of your life when you're like 16 to like 20 ish Mm. you're you're having to somehow (laughs) figure out how to get used to just transitioning into like day-to-day adult society just like Mm -hmm. it's a lot there's a lot of problems faced there and then on top of like school and then just there's so many things that, cha- that challenge you and things you have to think about. And then just compounded by the fact that at the time I already had really bad problems with just depression and anxiety that were short of just being not believed uh, by those around me. And then on top of that, oh, mother man. had, my mother had gotten extremely sick. Um, she, mm. she had to get a uh, hysterectomy and a couple other things she had to get, uh, tumors removed from her thyroids, all the same. To give you an example, up in that point, she had like eight surgeries that year in 2012 oh or gosh. 2011, something like that. She ended up at John Hopkins. And uh, through, I guess, all that, I really didn't, I just handled it in the worst way possible, really. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to say I didn't I have I don't know if there's a good way to handle it, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. Just- Make it the best that you can. Yeah, I, I would have, I mean, obviously, and like, I would have loved to have handled it as more of a grown up adult <laughs> when I had a little more of an understanding of like what's going on. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, back then, stress was already high. And then just I, like, I wasn't alone. This is the thing. I wasn't alone. Didn't It wasn't that I didn't have friends, but mm-hmm. I had a pretty turbulent um, relationship at the time. Yeah. Um, that's a reoccurring theme in my life, by the way. Like, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how my life is just that unlucky. Like it's, I don't know if I'm just bad at decision-making, I really don't know what's up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just had some really like, uh, bad <laughs> partners and I'm sure, I'm you sure. talk about red flags in relationships, but okay. Keep oh going. my gosh. Yeah. I, cause, uh, my, my move from Texas, for instance, was from, an already turbulent relationship that had been going downhill for year plus. So, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. And a lot of it was just me trying to hold on to, uh, I was in a position where I didn't want things to change cause I was too scared of how much pain that would bring on to try mm-hmm. to, to try to move past it, how much I would have to reset. So, um, I think that's a <laughs> that's kind of a problem with me and some of the relationships is that I don't want to let go to something that's already failing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, back then, <laughs> at that age especially, shit, I don't know what I'm doing in life, you know. So, I'm I uh, of, yeah, like, uh, sorry to cut you off. Like, I was like, just gonna say, like, um, I 
I kind of have that problem too, but mm-hmm. in the sense of more of like a savior complex. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me forever to admit it because I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, I just want to um, help you or something like that. But like in a yeah. way, it was kind of really, really selfish now that I think about it. Because in because when I think about it, it's like, I think I'm better than the person. And so like, I can help them, but then I don't recognize that is their own problem to deal with. Yeah. And I, it, and I don't want to take that away from them. You can't fault yourself too much because I think it's natural for us to want to help people, especially someone we're in a relationship with and we're, you know, very close to, but yeah, sometimes a lot of the time, at least, at least in my experience, like I'd say a lot of the time when somebody needs to be saved it's usually from like a position they don't want to change and that's when I think it's like specifically is the worst like it's it's Mm -hmm. impossible and that's just kind of I mean that's part of I would say why a lot of my relationships have that that was the peak it was like that and then downhill from there like once Mm -hmm. once there is a point where I know um nothing's going to change like regardless of how much I try or how much effort I put into it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel it. Um, yeah. The savior thing, the savior complex <laughs> is really, it's a really rough position to put yourself in. Um, yeah, exactly. Wait, sorry. So just now you were, you are, you were like talking about, um, so you had all these, literally every aspect of your life was just crashing down. It sounds like. Yeah, it was it was an unfortunate time. And I mean, it's like with that too, at that point, I mean, I probably shouldn't have even been messing around with because like most of my relationships were long distance. So it helps that I can travel because I mean, that's what happened. Actually, my last one I met, I met on Twitch. We met on Twitch mm-hmm. and then I flew or she flew out to me like two weeks later just to hang out. And next thing I know, we had been together for two years. Uh, two and a half, and um, we moved in so together. You have no problems committing then. Yeah, no, I don't have commitment issues. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it, like, I mean, I feel like most people are aged. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, I, I more have issues with. Well, before I get to that, as far as commitment issues, I, I don't like, I don't like half-assing things for one, and then two, if I want to do something, I'm just gonna do it. Like even my parents were just like. We can't stop you from doing anything, so we'll just <laughs> let you figure it out. And if it goes poorly, well, you know, it is what it is. And I don't get mm-hmm. mad at them for that because it's true. If I want to do something, it's very hard to convince me not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the exception being obviously like, this is a terrible idea, and here's a real reason why. And then I'm like, you're right. But like, other than that, but my problem is like, I uh, I notice things way too easily. Like, I notice pattern changes like in people's behavior, especially someone I'm living with on a 24 seven basis, I notice changes. And when I notice those changes, the curiosity, okay. So like my brain is telling me like, don't look into this. You might find something you don't want to find out. But my, but also my brain's like, yeah, but you're curious. So let's do it. So, and you know, that's how I found out she was cheating. And um, yeah, so it sucks because I know, and I try to fix things after that, which was really stupid, but I couldn't help but notice all the small things and it used to eat at me. 
and mm-hmm. I needed out of that position so badly. And you know, that, now that I am, a, that's I would say that's a good thing that you are sensitive to things like that. Because like, I mean, the whole cheating thing, I just the whole concept of it just blows yeah. my mind. It doesn't make sense. Like, if you just leave if you're not, you know, happy. Yeah, that's the sucky part. Is like, I don't think it was because of anything I did. I think what it was, at least, you know, because we were, it was during COVID. So, like, she stuck mm. around me all the time at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And during, it was, I mean, this is full lockdown, too. At the time, we couldn't go anywhere. So, it was like she, mm-hmm. and she was desperate, I think, for, of, she was desperate for attention from other people aside from me like it didn't really matter but it just so happened that yeah she went about it in the worst kind of way and it was just insane and and now and like at the time even when she might not have been doing anything or things that I couldn't prove or whatever there was Mm -hmm. just too many things that were making me uncomfortable that she was unwilling to change simply because it felt like she was having the whole cheating thing held against her, which to some degree she probably was. And I'm not going to be terribly apologetic about it because it didn't feel like there was ever a time where, yeah, she, I think she felt bad, but I think she felt bad getting caught. I don't think she felt bad and wanted to change for the better, like for, to be a better person. So, I mean, mm-hmm. regardless, you know, regardless of who's right or wrong, I definitely think the fact that I was looking into, I was reading way too into other things simply because I had lost my trust that it ended up being the uh, inevitability that that was going to go downhill, that it was going to crash. So, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. I'm not complaining about it too much or anything. I'm not trying to stay stuck on it. It just, if it's one thing I could change, I, I really do. Uh, I am a little jealous of people who are just oblivious all the time sometimes because <laughs> I'm oblivious in the wrong ways. I'm just oblivious to like completely other completely different shit yeah apparently like red flags and flirting those are the two things i can't do i guess like when when you're saying like you're a bit oblivious to the wrong things you mean like the fact that you already found out she was doing that but you still wanted (laughs) to stay in it yeah i thought well yeah because i assume i mean like up until that point you know we're again two years in a relationship or about two years actually that was before our two-year mark Uh but um I thought, you know, there was so much time invested in this and being oh, yeah. the level of severity was certainly not the worst that it could have been. There was no, mm-hmm. there was no real true physicality behind it. It was more the things that were said and, and, mm-hmm. and it, she sent in just the sh- stupid shit she was sending. Um, yeah. But. Uh, That's a deal breaker for me though. Yeah. Like after that, I really should have been out, but I thought, okay. Mm-hmm maybe it really isn't maybe it wasn't because of me obviously or or whatever like maybe Mm -hmm. like there's something here I don't really know what I was thinking now that I keep trying to say it out loud I'm unsure but (laughs) I just I thought that maybe it was salvageable maybe there was some way to come back from it obviously I was I was fucking wrong but uh you know (laughs) it's okay you learn I guess yeah 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 um wait so now I'm curious like what are the deal breakers for you in a relationship uh for one i'm gonna say this for everybody uh don't settle (laughs) don't settle guys uh no i just i i have a i i think up until very recently and this actually happened i think after i had been in that relationship for a long time is i really didn't value myself as highly as i do now and I don't think I'm like some fucking 10 or anything, but, uh, 
you deserve like a lot higher respect than you give yeah yourself. if i'm being a dick i'm hot enough to not deal with that shit let me tell you no but but seriously like i would put up with so much and i really i didn't ask for much like i'm pretty low maintenance i'm not mm -hmm. i i literally do not ask for much most of the time i just want to play video games with people or watch movies that's all i want to do i love oh. going places don't get me wrong but i i don't pay for netflix then to go out and spend money like <laughs> you know i want to yeah. be at home and watch some shit like i literally spent a lot of my COVID. i watched the entirety of parks and recs that was the most fun i've ever had <laughs> during quarantine let me tell you much to make you happy is what you're saying yeah and it's like all that all that i don't ask for much and yet still i'm, I'm getting met with just like all this horse shit that mm -hmm. really now i find to be things i could not deal with again like i i'm not a terribly confrontational person but if i have a problem i'll tell somebody and that's yeah. it like you really can't solve a problem unless both people in a relationship are willing to talk about it willing to communicate and that was one of her biggest problems and i think that's one of the things that now i i could not stand in a human ever again is just somebody who cannot fucking you know talk to me or at least tell me something's wrong when it's wrong you know instead of like six months later because shit you know right. anytime there was a problem it was uh, i'd find yeah. out sometimes months later and it's it's i don't know that's probably one of the biggest, biggest ones for sure. Um, and then, you know, honestly, like, I don't believe in, like, I don't want to be the person to say like, oh, you should put your relationship first because I don't think it's like that because obviously people have friends, people have family. Mm -hmm. That's a huge deal. I get that. But I do think that you sometimes have to, I don't know. I, I wasn't a priority, right? I guess that's the best um, way to put it. Yeah. And I never really, that was always my chief complaint in pretty much every relationship, but I never really, I had been relegated to that position so long of being like third or fourth on a priority list that you got uh, I, I guess I just got, yeah, I got used to it. And then now I'm like, nah, man, like that's, yeah, cause, that's yeah, you sound like you give a lot. Like yeah. you're always yeah. a giver. And like one of my friends told me something, which is like, she thinks that a successful relationship is where both parties are always trying to give 60%, mm. which means you're always trying to give more than you take. I mean, have that mentality, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I guess the ones that fail this for mine is like someone just stops trying, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the worst kind of thing to stop mm -hmm. getting good night and good morning texts let me tell you yeah. like just that's usually where it begins it's it, it just begins in like a lack of just like wanting to talk and then it just gets more and more distant until it's like to the point like that's usually my uh first thing i notice is when somebody i mean it, it does change i mean obviously like there's the beginning of a relationship is always like the most like oh my god i can't stop texting you but then yeah. But then after that, when it settles out, there's a difference. Like, there's a difference between, like, a good, happy, working couple settling out versus, mm -hmm. like, two people that just can't stand each other. And it's, like, two people are alone. And, like, say, like, one of the people in a relationship is alone and they just start 
being like one of two things. Either if they just start straight up shit talking, that's usually one that's really bad. Or they say he's okay, but, and then there's like a list of problems. Like if it ever gets to that point, like that shit's bad. That shit was happening for a while. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I try never to, that's one thing I try never to do is like, if I'm in a relationship, I don't, first off, I don't tell my friends everything about my fucking relationship. Let me tell my family that shit. Cause it's my business. I let them know. Oh, wow. I don't even tell my family. Yeah. I let them know what they need to know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it so right. name um, age <laughs> yeah it, with but that that's that's always been a problem is like because yeah when you when you overshare and when you let people in people say some dumb shit that mm. they have no business, business like i've had yeah. i've lost some of my friends because of that she's lost some of her friends my ex lost some of her friends because of that i've had previous exes who i just didn't like and the last one in particular was super bad because I just got to the point where I said, I can't be friends with any of your friends because they just, they have these insane theories about the kind of person I am that they won't even talk to me simply because oh, no. things were being said behind my back that I had no clue up until recently about, you know? Yeah. And me, meanwhile, me, I have people who uh, had to still ask me, are you like still in a relationship? I'm like, yeah. Like, what? I've been. Okay. Because I just I just don't tell them anything, you know. It's not their fucking business. Because I had one friend who he was just like, you know, you. <laughs> I made a joke about him being, um, or what was it? I'm well, okay. No, that's two different things. But regardless, he tried to be like you have. He was he was trying to have a position on my relationship, talking about you, know, you have all these issues. You really need to get them fixed. And I was like, yeah, but those aren't issues that I possess. I know what my problems are. I'm I've come to accept those are my problems the yeah. difference is i didn't tell him this even at the time but i was like I, I just told him i said you just don't know the full scope of the situation because i'd never told you and i'm not gonna because he didn't know that she had cheated like three times up to that point yeah so yeah. okay so yeah when you don't know the full context of yeah. something you just try to project what you experience onto the other person yeah he thought he was goddamn dr phil and i'm like dude <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about like shut up you know and also he especially coming from someone actually i'm gonna bash on him a little bit coming from him which is insane he fucking literally all his entire relationship was based around the fact that he just didn't want to have an income or do anything and he just relied on his girlfriend who was making like eighty thousand a year i think it was about 80 to support Mm -hmm. the both of them and he just did whatever she wanted. And like, that's fine. Like, I don't understand. Well, it's fine to the degree that like, you can do, like you can go out of your way to do things for your partner. It's not a bad thing. Mm. But you shouldn't be so like desynchronized with your friends and your family and your relationships yeah. that your entire daily schedule is based around another person and what they're doing. Like, for instance, right. if it's 4 p.m., he had to get off because she got home at work, so he would be gone for God knows how long. And 10 yeah. o'clock, he had to put her to bed, which I'm like, she's a, I'm like, she's, uh, she's adult, right? Like she can't. I was like, get to I was bed. like, wait, like, she 12? Yeah, I was just like, what are you doing? And like, he would constantly, he would always cook, like every day. And I'm like, bro, does she not know how to cook? Which I found out she doesn't. But I'm okay. like, how are you in your like? They're my age. They're almost 30. They're closing in on oh, 30. Wow. Okay. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, how? That type of like, I don't know if it's codependence. I'm going to say. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect so term. 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's the perfect fucking word. Yeah. That's exactly. And I just, I could not stand it. Like I'm a dependent person in the sense that like I'm emotionally dependent. I like, I have a person that if I talk to them about everything, that's who I'm going to go to. And usually uh-huh. it's who yeah. I'm in a relationship with. Cause I trust them most or, you know, but what, but I also like to just go do my own thing sometimes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I'm into that I have a hobby for that other people just aren't interested in. Usually people that I date are not interested in. And that's fine. I don't care. If you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. I like woodworking. I don't expect everybody to go out there and start running table saws, you know? <laughs> I play Tekken competitively. I never once made any of my exes just go to every event. It's fun when wait, they go. Wait, what competitively? Tekken. It's a fighting game. What is that? Oh, the esports that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I play, I go to these fighting game events, and they're big events with, like, usually multiple different fighting games at one time. I just only play Uh Tekken, because it's just the only one I enjoy, and I put a lot of time in it, Mm -hmm. and they're expensive to go to, and they're a lot of fun, but they're not for everybody. It's really not, it's not super fun unless you like conventions and big things Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, it's fun like that, but you also have to be into video games. Because, yeah, right. if you don't like video games, you're definitely just going to be like, what the fuck is this shit? What's going on in this damn place? But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Oh but that's the thing. Basically, my point being is I would never – I'm not dependent to the point where I have to spend every waking moment around that person. I enjoy their company the most because they're my partner. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be things I like that they don't – they won't, and they'll be – they're not forced to go to. So I never understood – I just, I've never understood how you don't get burnt out, like just being around each other and only each other. It is different. I do say it is different if you have like a friends group and you're all going to play. That's different because you have other people you can kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a natural thing though. That's natural humans. I think that's how it's supposed to work. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. That's true. I, you're gonna hate me for this. Like, I'm actually one of those people, which I recognize is super unhealthy. And I like, it's on my list of no-nos now. But (laughs) I used to be that kind of person that would literally just be hanging out with that one person all the freaking time. I mean, same, don't feel bad. I don't have a life outside of it. And you're right, you do get burnt out. And that's Mm -hmm. why like, a lot of it failed because of it it will um, stress you out it does stress you out yeah because you don't have a life outside of that person <laughs> yeah like there's gonna come a point where if you're that codependent there's gonna come a point where that person has to like okay so me and my ex for instance she worked in um she worked in the same company i did she was just in a different uh we both okay so we both work for it's a payment processing firm mm-hmm. uh, for MasterCard Visa transactions and okay. prepayment uh, or prepaid cards from Africa and also some other um, emerging countries like Singapore, Philippines, Japan was looking, uh, mm-hmm. I think the UK, but we have ship money, whatever. Either way. And she did a lot of the traveling. Well, the thing is with those trips, I mean, they take two to three weeks if you're going to go through multiple countries. So mm-hmm. I very quickly had to realize, like, there's just going to be stretches of weeks where I'm going to be here alone. And when you're there alone, like, and you just don't have friends because that's the only person you've been hanging out with, you haven't really developed a lot of hobbies because maybe you're new to town, maybe you, you, maybe you just don't do anything else, whatever the case may be, you don't usually have a lot of hobbies. And 
yeah, that will wear down on you super quick because there's only so many times you can just watch YouTube in bed until it's like, right. <laughs> what the fuck do I do? Like, yeah. you know, or even if you work, I mean, going to work, come home and do nothing. That's depressing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't fault anybody for being that way as much as I'm, I worry because it is something that can deteriorate your mental health like yes. pretty quickly. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that's why I th- th- started this podcast is because I was doing that. Like mm-hmm. I was like not going out, just doing the same shit, like watching Netflix and mm-hmm. nothing. And I was like, I need to meet people, but I can't go out. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good alternative. Yeah. It's tough in this in this time. I uh I didn't get pets until COVID, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like you're set. Like you have your animals, <laughs> you have your gaming, your time is spent on things that you love. Yeah, I'm I'm usually able because I do tournaments on Mondays. Um mm-hmm. I play Oh, it's still I, going yeah, yeah, they they they're reopened in Florida. Florida really didn't take this whole COVID thing very seriously, so you still yeah. have to be careful. Like, I wear a mask everywhere, and people either give you weird looks or they just don't really care, but don't wear a mask. Like, it's like that's really your two options: is you get sick or you just don't go anywhere. Like, that's really yeah. that's it. So, um, but yeah, I I just did the tournament thing, and then mostly try to stay at home as much as possible. I don't really. I don't really go out and do anything here uh, as much right now. But yeah, I mean, I technically started the animal thing back in 2018 is when I got really invested in exotics. But I found out I was a bird person. And those are the two or those are the these these are the birds that I became far too attached to to uh, ever let go. These these were the I'll send some pictures probably after or something like that. Lauren we've been talking for a year and <laughs> <laughs> um thank you for showing up and uh just having this conversation i feel like we talked about everything really yeah. and <laughs> oh yeah actually i think i want to say thank you and do you have anything that you would like to part with to the 10 listeners who are <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. Is there, am I allowed to shamelessly promote my Twitch? No, please. Yes. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Um, I'll send you my Discord too, but. Oh yeah. I can um, put it in the description. Okay, word. Uh, but yeah, my, my Twitch is just Darling Nirvash. Darling spelled the correct way. Nirvash is N-I-R-V-A-S-H. That's my go-to. I'm usually playing Tekken, usually playing Hunt Showdown or my bird is chewing through my shirt. Uh, Rocket League now, more recently. <laughs> But um, I also really like party games, really like board games, and I'm just always looking for people to like. I I, I love streaming for the fact that it's just fun to watch and mm-hmm. it's just a chill place to hang out with people. So that's really all I look forward to it. Other look forward to it. Otherwise, you know, I'm just doing my own thing. So that's the only that's thing it. I have really to say. I don't really have any other interesting uh, life advice for anybody other than uh, don't do stupid shit and don't do drugs. <laughs> you know? I think. It, no, I think like people who are listening to this whole conversation, there's a lot of good wisdom in there. They'll learn from our mistakes, I think. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And don't 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 do what I did, and that's literally everything. Don't do anything I did. Just do the <laughs> yeah. opposite of everything I did. <laughs> 
Um, well, look up for, I don't know if you can like see who's viewing your Twitch, but let, let me know, like send me the link. You'll probably catch my name there. Like for your woodworking stuff. Oh, I, I don't have anything here right now. I don't have a shop or anything yet. Yeah. I will tell you though, um, I need to build a play gym for the birds. So hope, oh, hopefully. That's a good project. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping I can knock that out in the next week or two. Um, mm -hmm. So that would be the first thing you'll see. So I will send you pictures when I start on that. Because, yeah, they need – I live in a considerably smaller space than what they're used to, mm -hmm. and they need to get out more. And I had a tree. I actually had a full-size tree, but it just doesn't fit very well in my room. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to find one that will fit on top of their cage. And they're like $400, and I'm not doing that. So I'm just going to build my own. All right. Well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. I hope we can do this again. Certainly. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I'm down. I'm not really doing, I'm not really going to be doing much for a while. So mm -hmm. by all means, well, please be safe. Word. Thank you so much for having me. And Thanks, I will catch Lauren. you later. Yeah. Bye. Good night. Bye. -bye.